Hey, product people, welcome to the Product to Profit podcast. We're pulling back the curtain on what it's really like to scale a product-based business profitably and getting into the mindset of a seasoned buyer. I'm your coach, Kristen Fisher, a former corporate retail buyer with over 15 years of experience working for some major brands that you would definitely know, turned six-figure e-commerce store owner of my own gifting brand, Boku, and a retail strategy coach for product-based business owners, just like yourself. Inside this podcast, I have honest conversations about what's going on inside of my own business. And I'm also sharing insights to help you get inside the mindset of a buyer to start applying big retail strategies to your own small retail business. Let's get into today's episode. Hey, product friends, welcome back to the Product to Profit podcast. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk about the product assortment. And you might immediately be wondering, what is that? Or you've heard the term and you just aren't really sure what it means. And that's why I'm talking about it. So before I really get into it, I just want to say that my intention for this podcast, just in general, is to bring some of these big corporate retail strategies or vocabulary into your world so that you not only are able to start thinking like a buyer and implementing some of these corporate retail strategies into your own business, but also to support you in conversations that you're going to inevitably have with these corporate retail buyers, especially if you are a brand or a maker. If you have this dream or a goal of selling wholesale to major retailers, you will really give them the confidence that you are a legit brand who knows what she is doing. And you're going to be able to speak to them in their language, which is so key. Anytime as a buyer, when I had a brand coming in and talking to me in a way that made me feel like they understood the retail industry or what I was specifically looking to do with my product offer, I immediately, whether it was subconscious or not, I immediately gave them a little bit more attention and paid a little bit closer attention to what their product offering was. So let's dig in. So what is a product assortment? It's funny because I never even thought that this was a question because I was so ingrained in the corporate retail world until I exited out of that and I was helping small brands with their product assortment and realized that that isn't a common industry term unless you're in corporate retail. So what is a product assortment? Most simply put, it is just your product offer. It's your catalog, your merchandise mix, your collection. There are so many terms out there, but the one term that is used consistently across the board in corporate retail is the assortment, hands down. Every brand I've ever worked for calls it the assortment. So that's it. It's just your product offering. What I really want to focus on in this conversation is the strategy behind the assortment because that is that is really what it boils down to. Why is it important that you have an assortment strategy? That's what we're going to talk about. So if you're new here, I did touch on this in the pop-up podcast I did in Q4. It's now a private feed and you can get access to that. I'm going to have the link in the show notes for you. I did start to talk about this in Q4 and how important it is to approach you know, each collection that you have from a strategic point of view. In my humble opinion, the bottom line is that it comes down to profit. So you're here, you know, listening to this episode or this podcast today because you are a business owner. We are all here really 
to drive sales, to make more money, and also to bring some really cool, awesome, beautiful products into the world. But without a strategy, you could really go wild, especially for those of us that have creative brains. We're all here because we love product. Many of you are makers and designers, and so you have a really creative brain. And without a strategy, you might feel inclined to bring anything and everything to life that you dream up. And if you're a buyer, you love product, so you want to bring in all this cool stuff that you see out at the trade show or when you're talking to these brands with their new collections. A strategy is really what hones you in and helps you to make the money at the end of the day, right? So there's a lot a lot that goes into an assortment strategy. I mean, just as a little sidebar, I mean, as a corporate buyer in that world, buyers literally spend months, actually months, creating an assortment or a product offering collection, whatever you want to call it for each season. So we would have, you know, initial meetings with the design team to kind of kick it off and say, okay, here's our assortment strategy. Here's how many choices we need. And, you know, all the strategic intent behind the season, the design team would go do their thing. Then they'd get samples and come back. And then we'd start working with the samples. Then we would figure out our buys and we'd put key looks together and do all these things, all these things go into it. Finally, it, the, it would culminate with showing the product assortment and all of our buys to the CEO and the leadership team for sign-off. That's what happens. So that's a corporate multi, multi-million and billion dollar brands. That's what they're doing. Here as small business owners, we can still take a piece of that and we can still do that in our own businesses because no matter how big or small your business is, there needs to be a strategy at the end of the day. So that was my sidebar tangent, but a lot goes into it. So I think what it really boils down to, aside from it being profit, (laughs) profit driving activity, there are two components that make up a strategy for an assortment. That would be the product breadth and your product depth. So breadth and depth. What does this mean? So the product breadth is the different types of product categories or types of products that you are offering. Okay. So this could be, let's say you have an apparel line. This would be tops, bottoms, dresses, jackets. Okay. That's one example. A stationary line that would look like notebooks or greeting cards, pens, notepads. It's the categories, the different types of products that you're offering to your customer or to the buyer. So the product depth being the second part of the strategy means how many choices that you have within each of those product categories. So how deep or how wide, how much breadth do you give within each category? So you're giving your customer choices, the customer or the buyer. You're giving them choices within each product category. So that's really your breadth and their depth. The balance here is so critical. And honestly, this I think is hands down the biggest thing that I end up working with a lot of my coaching clients on because I oftentimes find that there are either way too many choices or not enough. So here's what happens when you have too many or not enough. When you have too many choices, here's what happens. Your customer or the buyer gets overwhelmed. They don't know what to choose from from you. They don't know what your point of view is. And they ultimately can walk away or close their browser. And then you're lucky if you can get them to come back and consider you again, right? Because once you close that door, the window is so small. And once they've said, I'm overwhelmed, I don't want to shop here anymore. It's like if you go into a TJ Maxx and you are not in the mood for a hunt. If you're not looking for, you know, we don't want to dig through the racks. It's just overwhelming. And you just get, get me the heck out of there. The other thing that happens when you have too much 
choice is that you're either sitting on way too much inventory or, well, really that's it. It's not, a, it's not an either or. You're sitting on <laughs> and holding way too much inventory. So you have a lot of money at the end of the day, just sitting on your shelves collecting dust because you have too much product and more than likely you have too much inventory sitting behind those, which then leads to you feeling this need to reduce your price, you know, have a flash sale to move through your inventory, or you can't bring in the newness without tightening up your cash flow. It gets really uncomfortable and you're stuck with, what do I do with all this old inventory? And I want to bring in the newness, but I can't afford it. Let's not even... I'm not even going to mention, well, I'm going to mention it here, but <laughs> let's just talk about the workload that goes into maintaining a gigantic amount of choices, right? Whether it's just general inventory management or photography and maintaining the website and marketing, all of that workload, whether it's you as a solopreneur or your team, you're spending money, either it's your time or your team's time to manage all of that. So that's what happens when you have way too much. On the flip side, when you have too little and you're too conservative, here's what happens. Your customer likes one thing. They come to your site and they're like, oh, this is a really beautiful mug, but I I don't need more than one mug. And unless you're offering free shipping, they're more than likely not going to convert because they're going to have to buy a couple of the same thing to hit your free shipping threshold. And they're just like, ugh, I'm going I'm to keep going, moving on. Once again, hard to get them to come back. Or a buyer comes to you looking to buy wholesale because they saw your mug in, you know, wherever. And they're like, this would be perfect for my, my shop. I want this. They come to you and they can't hit your minimum without buying a ton of the one thing. So they have to buy 30 units of one mug and they just want to test it out because they've never sold mugs before. They only really need 10, but they'd be willing to buy a couple other things because they like your brand's aesthetic. Okay. They're going to probably be gone because they find you a little bit risky right now. And you might never even know that they popped into your fair shop. So you can't really capture them and bring them back whenever you do have more choices. What happens in this instance is you're stuck at a sales volume because you're not offering enough depth of choices. So you're just putting out more variations of the same thing and it's not creating additive sales. You're just kind of spinning like a hamster on a wheel, not really moving your business forward. So I don't know if any of those two scenarios sound familiar. I think whether you're a seasoned buyer, seasoned designer or not, this probably does connect with you. I have had this happen in my own business as well. It's it's hard to always be perfect, right? We do want to we want to test new things, we want to try new things. Sometimes we end up with too much. We don't have a crystal ball. But when you go into a season, whenever you have strategically planned out your assortment, you can feel more confident that you're going to optimize your inventory and move through that a little bit more efficiently. So here are some things that I would just recommend that you start thinking about. So when you step back and look at your business objectively, remove the emotional attachment that you have and just look at your assortment as if you're a consumer. So what do you see? What are the things that pop out to you if you were coming as a first-time customer to your website or to your shop? What would you see? This is really hard to do because we are emotionally connected to our product offering. But this is something that's really important to do and it really forces you to put on your CEO business owner hat. So I recommend doing that. Knowing what I just talked to you about, do you feel overwhelmed when you look at your product offering? Does it feel like, oh my God, there's so much here? Or do you feel like there's not enough to choose from? And you might not even have to do this exercise to know which camp you fall into, but sometimes it's a little bit more sneaky and doesn't seem as obvious 
until you really have this objective view to it. Then I want you to start thinking about the opportunities in your assortment. And this is actually where it gets really fun. The strategy becomes a fun thing to play with. So do you have any white space or trends that you're just missing in your assortment that would help fill a void or that would put you into a place where your brand would feel really relevant and on trend? Or do you feel that there is an opportunity to create balance in your assortment? And when I say balance, I mean, are you giving a range that makes sense? Okay. So let's just say you offer cards right now. You're newer in business. You have this beautiful line of cards. If you add on notebooks, that would be a baby step that would create an additive value to your assortment and would give the customer or the buyer something to buy in addition to those cards. So you're automatically adding to your average order value. Or if you only offer skirts, add in tops so she can create you know, a full look. Obviously that example actually makes no sense because I have never in my life seen a store that only sells skirts, but you get the point right? (laughs) You're completing the look, you're completing the purchase. So it feels like she's getting a couple of different things from you that will balance out what she's taking home or what the buyer is putting into their shops. I'm saying she, it could be he, it could be they, anybody coming to you to buy would be able to get what they are looking for. In next week's episode, I'm actually going to dig into this a little bit more and I'm going to talk about the how behind designing into or buying into your sales goal to create a balanced assortment that will actually drive your sales and move the needle. Because there is there is strategy that goes into the pre-planning before you dive in, before you go to a trade show, before you start your sketches, before you start the development process with your suppliers. There is a strategy that needs to take place that will keep you kind of on that path. The North Star, I should say, being your sales goal at the end of the day. Once you have that clear and you'll be able to create an assortment that will drive you and get you there. Okay. So regardless of what type of product-based business owner that you are, so whether you're a maker or a boutique owner, you're putting together or designing into a product assortment that needs to drive your profit. So if you're putting on your buyer hat and thinking objectively, removing the emotion, thinking objectively about your product offering from a strategic perspective, you'll find that you're going to continue to refine the process and it's going to become easier and easier to make more profit driven decisions. Okay. That's all I've got for you today. I kept it pretty short and sweet. I just wanted to touch on this and have you start thinking about your assortment, the way a buyer would think about your assortment. So I'm excited to continue the conversation next week. There's definitely more to dig into. All right. That's all I've got for you today. I am so glad that you're here. If you are loving the show, I would be beyond grateful if you would just take a minute to rate and review this podcast just to help spread the word. Now there's something in it for you too, as a little thank you. If you leave a review share a screenshot or just share the show to your stories and tag me at product to profit coach on Instagram. You'll be entered to win my new monthly giveaway where you'd win a hot seat coaching call with me. You'd have the option to record it live on this podcast, which not only would be so much fun, but would also give your amazing brand some visibility and you a quick win. So thank you again for tuning in. I hope that you absolutely crush your sales this week.